Let us just pray together. Our gracious, loving God, we just give you thanks that we can share together in your word. We can share together in worship. So, Lord, today we ask that you open our hearts and our minds to your leading, to your word made fresh and new in our lives. I pray this in your holy name. Amen. I mean, today we're in our second week in our series, preaching series of Encounters with Jesus. And over this preaching series, we are going to be looking at, at some of the encounters that Jesus had with various um, people, both before his crucifixion as a resurrection, but also following his resurrection. We're also going to be exploring how we encounter God, how we encounter Jesus Christ in our own lives as well. We're also going to be encouraging you to share your stories of your encounters with Jesus. In coming to Pittwater Uniting Church, um, both Annette and myself, um, we've had the privilege of hearing stories, many different stories from people's lives. It's been a blessing to us. And, And let me tell you, your stories are powerful. Your stories, they have impacted our lives as well. So today, as part of our our, our preaching series, we're going to hear another story of an encounter with with Jesus, with God. Today's story actually comes from Annette. It's going to go up on the screen in a moment, but I just want to explain. This actually was recorded a little while ago um, at our previous church we're at, at New Beginnings, and we've re-edited it for today. So some of the language might be just slightly different to the way we've been talking about it, but it is still about Annette's encounter with God, Annette's testimony. Um, So we're going to go to the screen. My name is Annette Lee and I'm an occupational therapist by profession. Um, Was I a Christian all my life? Yes and no. (laughs) Um, I was born into a church family and went to church um, as soon as, well, I guess from a baby. Mum and Dad were all, always attended church. Um, went to church, went to Sunday school. As I went into early high school, helped to lead Sunday school um, with the younger children, took on youth group leading roles as well as being part of the youth group. Um, and when I started uni, I guess that's when I noticed um, that I made a very conscious decision that to follow Christ. So I'd been involved in the church. When I went to uni, I met different people that um, challenged me and I guess were I thought at the time very full on and one girl in particular that I travelled to uni with um, always played Christian music in the car and I felt no she was just too much and I was at a stage where she was um, I thought she's going to push me away this is just too much but I went to a rally I think it was a John Smith rally with her and a couple of other friends and that's where I felt I was really moved by the Holy Spirit or filled with the Holy Spirit and made 
a real definite um, commitment to Christ and where I think there was a turning point from um, my faith being purely a head knowledge to more of a heart knowledge. Um, yeah, so I guess I wasn't pushed away, I was pulled in and filled up and from then on, um, yeah, life took off a bit more and that was probably about the first year of university. Um, I was probably about 19 or 20. So then, yeah, um, things really took off. At that stage, Simon and I were dating. Um, he'd come along to church as well because of a girl <laughs> and uh, one or two of his male friends and was involved in youth group and I think things were um, changing for him in his life too in terms of his faith and and making decisions. Um, yeah, so our faith became more serious and um, our life together became more serious because of that. I feel like there, my whole life has been the moment. And I guess the big moment was Simon saying to me um, that he wanted to not continue with his biomedical science career and go into full-time paid ministry. Um, and in some ways that was not, was expected. I, in somewhere deep down inside of me, I wasn't surprised um, when he said that, but at the same time, what that meant for me was suddenly the realization that, gosh, I'm gonna have to step up here and be used as well. And how am I going to do that? How is God going to use me? Which is daunting and exciting. <laughs> and yeah, all of those things I think all rolled into one. And, and each time we've moved to a different location, all of that comes up again. And it's, oh no, I can't do this again. I can't physically move and pack, make new friends, leave old friends. You know, it's hard and sad, um, but it's exciting at the same time. And there's just a huge amount of um, trust and leading, leaning on God for that strength to be able to do it because I just know myself I'm not good at change and I'm I'm not good at being very flexible that all has to come from God to um, yeah yeah to get me through those sorts of changes and and struggles so yeah that's where I really need to rely on him I like to know what's ahead um, and feel in control and certainly you don't get that in ministry. <laughs>
we should be compelled to tell others about it. For some of you, even the mere thinking of telling somebody about your encounter with Jesus, telling them about Jesus Christ in your life, is probably the scariest thing that you will ever do. And for others, it'll be so run-of-the-mill that it'll be ordinary. This just rolls off my tongue. Let me say this. We all tell each other's stories of our lives, of what's been happening in our life, of, of major news that's been going on, of... Um, inviting people to events, all sorts of things. We share our lives with other people all the time. Uh, you know, this is as a part of us that just actually wants to tell other people about what's been going on. We don't want to bottle it up. We don't want to hold it inside. We want to share it. Yet, for a lot of us, we find it scary to be able to share God's work within our life. But let me tell you that you probably have gone through some harder tellings of events in your life than sharing Christ's encounter with you. Um, for me, I've done some, some joyous sharings in my life. Uh, I've done some difficult sharings in my life of, of just events that have happened. Now, one of the joyous um, times of sharing that both Annette and I had was when... Um, after I proposed to Annette and then we went back and told our parents. It was one of those, oh, we just don't know what they're going to say. We know they're going to be happy but as, and that, they were kind of overjoyed and it was just those wonderful things but it was just that whole moment of just churning inside of what's going on and even just asking Annette, churning inside of whether it's going to be yes. Now, that, that's a wonderful thing and, you know, a wonderful story is, you know, being able to tell people that we're expecting our first child. But then in the midst of that, there was some difficult news and difficult tellings of, of events that had to go on in all of this. Probably one of my hardest events just recently, in the last number of years, not just recent, recently, was having to go and tell my mum in person that her oldest son had just died. And we do these having to tell people about events and what's been happening, whether there's good news, whether there's bad news. But we step up and we do it. We don't hold back, even though it may be difficult, even though it may be scary, even maybe it's something you don't want to do. And, and there have been moments of laughter, there's been moments of joy and there have been moments of tears and all of these things. When we encounter God, we're compelled to tell people about that. We don't want to hold it back. We want to share what's been happening. So we're going to go to the Bible and we're actually going to see how Mary Magdalene was kind of compelled to tell the disciples about her encounter with Jesus. But first of all, let's, let's hear a little bit about Mary from the Bible. Um, and, and we're going to go to, to Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through to 3. And this kind of gives us a little framework of who Mary is and where she fits in the story. And it says this, Soon afterwards, Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing good news about the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples with him, along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. 
Among them was Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons, Jonah, the wife of Cusa, and Herod's business manager, Susanna, and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. See, Mary was from the village of Magdala, near Tiberias on the coast of the Sea of Galilee. So that's why she's called Mary Magdalene. Yeah. She comes from that location. She, she actually became one of Jesus' primary financial supporters, a faith partner, people willing to give of themselves, of their time, their energy, of their money to support the ministry that Jesus was doing. You know, the Catholic tradition has Mary as the adulteress that Jesus delivered from the stoning in John 8, but there's actually no biblical evidence for, to support this. So we, we kind of hold that as maybe that's there, but there's not the biblical evidence for us. But we know that Mary's first encounter with Jesus was life-changing. In fact, her, her encounter with Jesus was so life-changing it convinced her to commit her life not only to tell, but to follow and to serve, to give of herself, to give of her money, to give of everything that she has to be with Jesus and the disciples. Mary was one of the few supporters who stayed the whole time at the cross. John, John 19 verse 25 says this, Standing near the cross was Jesus' mother, his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary... Magdalene. See, it's from this deep life change that Mary had her encounter with Jesus. And that's what we see early on Sunday morning as she came to care for the body of Jesus after his crucifixion and burial. But let's, let's just go back into, into Mark's Gospel. Mark 16 um, verses 9 to 11, just so that we can kind of refresh ourselves for what, what Mary does. And after Jesus rose from the dead early on Sunday morning, the first person who saw him was Mary Magdalene, the woman from whom he had cast out seven demons. She went to the disciples who were grieving and weeping and told them what had happened. But when she told them that Jesus was alive, she had, and she had seen him, they didn't believe her. See, Mary encountered Jesus again, the risen Jesus Christ. And, and, and what did she have to do? What does, the, what does the scriptures tell us? She had to go to the disciples. She needed to go and tell somebody that she had seen Jesus, the one who had healed her, the one who she had given her life to go and support and help, to go and tell her disciples that seen him alive, not dead but alive, that the one who freed her was alive again. Mary was compelled to tell about her encounter with the risen Jesus Christ. But what did the disciples do? They didn't believe her. You know, when we encounter Jesus in our life, when we encounter God in our life in big and powerful impact ways, we, we really should be telling others about it. We should be telling about our encounter with Jesus. It's not about convincing people of our encounter. See, see, Mary didn't go and try and convince people that she'd encountered Christ. She just told them that this was it. It's not about us trying to convince people that we've encountered Jesus. 
It's actually about telling our story of our encounter with Jesus, about how God has been working in our life and what that, what that means for us. So we need to be able to share Jesus' experience in our life, not just the, the, the mere fact of what's happened to us, because it's not about us. It's about God working in our lives and sharing that. And then we actually can share the gospel, the good news, alongside of that. That Jesus actually came to save and to heal and to restore the whole world, and that means you and me, back into God, into relationship with God. See, Mary couldn't wait to tell somebody about her incredible encounter with Jesus. And, you know, the thing is, the best evangelist that we have, the best evangelist that's out there is the person who actually has encountered Jesus in their life. That's gone through life change because of that encounter. Mary encountered Jesus and was never the same again. So do you want to encounter Jesus in your life? And if you do, I encourage you to pray with me. I'm just going to invite the band to come up as we, as we just come and come to this moment and just ask for God to pray, as we pray for God to be there, to, to open us up to encounter with Jesus in our lives, to, to break down the barriers that we might have about sharing that good news of what God has done in our lives. And just be willing to turn to Christ again. So why don't you pray with me? Just, I just encourage you in this moment, as, as the band plays quietly behind, that we just come into this space. Let's close our eyes and just go, ask God to be with us right now. But Lord God, you are the courageous one. You are the one that has done the amazing work upon the cross upon rising again, and you encounter us afresh and anew in our lives. It is you, O oh God, that I place my trust in. I trust that I am who you say I am, Lord. I trust that you will give me the strength, you will give me the courage I need to face all of the circumstances of my life. I trust that you have given us victory through what you've done on the cross. And I boldly declare that I will not let fear or intimidation stop me from being obedient. Help me boldly tell people about your great love for us. Give me that spirit of courage to be able to tell others about my encounter. Oh Lord, I seek your will. I seek your grace in my life because you're a good father and you are faithful and I trust you, O oh Lord. I thank you, O oh gracious God, and I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.